1: Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.
3: Hello, everyone. Welcome back to part two. Uh, we're here with Greg Jenner. Now, uh, you're probably just as excited as I am because we're going to Okay, here we go. What defines a celebrity? Right. So, okay.
2: The, the weird thing is, when I came to write this book about the history of celebrity, I thought it'd be really easy because I'll just, like, Google what is a celebrity mm. and then write the history. Turns out there is no definition. Literally, oh, no. The sociologists, historians, philosophers have not agreed on a definition. Are there, there any, are are there any references? Yeah, there are, there are various different interpretations, but no one has gone, yes, that's what a celebrity is. Okay. Which is bizarre, right? We but all, there's
3: always been the, the sort of celebrity throughout the...
2: So, this, is the, this is the huge question. So... I I can run you through the history or I can define it for you. What do you prefer? Both. All right, okay, let's define it. So I had to define celebrity so I could write a book about it. So I would say celebrity has five points in the checklist. Mm -hmm. You've got to be known to strangers, obviously. That needs to be achieved through the involvement of the mass media. Um, There needs to be a a commercial economy attached to your name that other people can make money from you. Tick, tick, tick. Tick, Big, big, big industry. (laughs) Big, big industry. Cash (laughs) flowing out the door. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good. Um, You have to be... um, that's been an emotional investment in your private life. So, that people have to care about not what you do, but who you are, who you're dating, what tattoos you've got, where you holiday, uh, your opinions on things. Wow, so, okay. David Atterborough, not a celebrity. He's not a celebrity. I know that's a very weird thing. And people. I'd quite like to know who he's shagging. Well, yeah, and I'd actually. love to see him on Love Island, but apart from that... <laughs> Have you seen him in the Heather? <laughs> that was
3: actually his first ever documentary he did. <laughs> what are you doing in the Heather? Attenborough. <laughs> Let's go all over the Highlands. <laughs> yes.
2: Uh, so and That's what you call a callback. Exactly. So, I mean, so a five-point show list, but basically, like, you, you need the media, you need people to care about your private life. There needs to be money flowing out of it. You've got to be, you've got to be famous.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Uh, there needs to be, you know, all this stuff. And so... Um, I would argue as a historian that celebrity begins in 1700s. So I, in the book, I've got 125 celebrities I write about uh, and the earliest is in 1708, um, 1709. Who is? He's called Dr. Henry Sacheverell. Ah, big fan. Huge big fan. fan. <laughs> yeah. He's really big on Twitter. And uh, he was a sort of uh, furious, tub thumping conservative churchman. Right. Not the kind of guy you'd expect to be the first to there, but he wasn't the sort of you know pirate or um, kind of was he, sexy was he doing poet.
4: personal appearances at different churches? <laughs>
2: yeah, yeah. So literally, he what so, no, 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 He gave no, no. he gave a speech and in, in St Paul's Cathedral um, attacking the government for being too soft. The Church of England had gone too soft, and um, he basically the government tried to try him for like treason. Essentially, couldn't quite get away with it. He ended up as a political martyr, divided the nation down the middle, and you mm. were either for him or against him and uh he had merch there was there were souvenirs there were plates <laughs> with his face on them people named their babies after him uh pub signs would have his face on it um you could get fans you could get tobacco pipes uh, his speech was printed 100,000 times, and, and uh, he posed for 16 different portraits. You could get little wax figurines of <sighs> he, him. He eventually became an EDM DJ, didn't you know? <laughs> he? did, yeah. 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 yeah, he's really big in Tenerife. He does a lot of big stuff. <laughs> My in, <so> Halloween <laughs> costume's <laughs> sorted.
3: <Yeah. laughs> so he's got this amazing wig.
2: He's got this sort of big flouncy <laughs> frock coat. He's a sort of very grumpy, kind of you know, 50-year-old something guy, He lived that long as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And people, yeah, people lived in the seventies. This is another subject. This This is another thing. Didn't die at like (laughs) twenty? No, no, no. (laughs) So he was incredibly famous. There were Sashival riots, so people rioted in the streets. He had to have bodyguards. He paraded. There were bonfires named in his honor, and he decided the election of seventeen ten so he he helped the Tories win so he was this incredibly famous incredibly divisive he was basically sort of a Nigel Farage type character right? like you either hated him or loved him or whatever and he split the nation down the middle and you chose but he was that influential that influential
3: oh my lord so this is
2: 310 years ago that is insane. Wow. Yeah, so that celebrity culture starts in what we call the Georgian era, the 18th century, and my book is full of actors and poets and, you know, sort of naughty people and criminals and sexy people and and politicians and whatever. All of whom had sort of intense celebrity as we think of it now. And then before celebrity, you have something called fame. Yeah, and we all we use that we use those interchangeably, right? Yeah, you're famous. Because what you're is fame, famous? Because what is fame, right? Then they, how do you define so fame? Fame is an ancient idea, and it's a bit different. So fame comes from um, well, it comes from two different places. In the Greek, it's fame, Um and she's a sort of goddess who pops your name in a trumpet. <laughs> famous. Fame <they> land. <laughs> yeah. <They're,
3: they're> organized <laughs> one. Yeah, yeah. Can you me? <laughs>
2: <laughs> but in Latin poetry, particularly a, a poet called Virgil. Uh, Pharma, F-A-M-A, where we get the word fame from, she's a monster. She's terrifying. She's like a huge Godzilla beast. Mm. And she's covered, her body is covered in eyes and ears and mouths and tongues. And <laughs> she stalks the landscape. She never sleeps. The more oh, someone's gossiping about Jesus. you, the bigger she gets. Sounds a little bit like Instagram. <laughs> yeah, no, it really is. And That's so-, awesome. and so She Roma, never sleeps. That's terrifying. She never sleeps. Oh, and her name, Farmer derives from fari, the Latin verb meaning to speak about. So basically she's the goddess of gossip. And when she comes for you, she hunts you down
3: like a ravenous wolf. What's she called? Farmer? Farmer, She would be a good Halloween outfit. Uh, Yeah, yeah, (laughs) I'd be a really good Halloween outfit. But that's (laughs) a great kind of uh, thing to, to, people must have done right to play around the sense of farmer and this growth of the gossip.
2: Yeah, yeah. And so that's where the word fame comes from. So the Romans had this dual meaning of fame. On Mm. the one hand, fame means glory, as in like... Achilles, you know, who dies gloriously mm. at, at Troy. And so g- glory could be given out to great poets, could be given out to great men. You know, Julius Caesar, when he died, um, they gave him a star. There was a star seen in the sky and he was turned into a star. And Geoffrey Chaucer, the 14th century English poet, gives us the word stellified, Merch's which means... Tale. Uh, well, yeah, but, but Richard Taylor-Shakespeare, but various... Oh, of, shit. No. <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, no, what am I... Canterbury, are, Canterbury Tales. Canterbury Tales. God, he looked over at me like, <laughs> yeah, bitch. But, uh, <laughs> or maybe,
3: maybe Richard's is one of them, I can't remember, the, the, but yeah. The, 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 the wicket, the, the, the key, the wicket to her slicket, or the... <laughs> it's, sorry. It's <laughs> chaucer. <just your>, <laughs> oh, he always hides in pear trees.
2: Yeah, but I mean, Chaucer is filthy. I mean, it's yeah, very yeah. funny, it's very, very they, enjoyable.
3: Because they are like a pair of balls. It's, There's it, a lot it, of shagging, a lot of farting in
4: Chaucer. It sounds like fame only existed more like advanced cultures and civilizations then so, or do you get any so, like
2: so what i would argue is that mm. celebrity is fame with commercialism attached right. so if, you, if you, celebrity is basically all of that intensity where people are talking about you and gossiping about you but the romans didn't have a commercial economy for celebrity right. they had famous gladiators they had famous charioteers the highest paid sports person of all time was a roman charioteer called diocles he earned billions in modern money no so, come yeah. on no. Yeah, yeah no he he phenomenally wealthy like eye-wateringly well. So, so they did commercialize. What? Well, yeah. they, so they didn't have the same sort of branding that we do. They didn't have newspapers and media like They needed
4: an agent to come and go, do you know what, I think te- <laughs> teeth whitening, uh, I could really see you making a fortune. Exactly.
2: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, so celebrity culture has a lot of kind of power in the ancient world. You can sort of see the origins of it, but in the 18th century, we see actual money, actual, we get the first daily newspaper in 1702 called the Daily Current, um, and we get a rising middle class who can read and write a bit mm. more. And so you get a big public. And you also get boring kings, right? It, it's, it's a slightly silly answer, but, like, you get dull kings. Yeah. Which means that all the posh people, the aristocrats, the musicians, the talented people are like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. this guy, what jerk. So they go back into the cities <laughs> and they start entertaining the public instead. Right. So you get a sort of move away from the royal courts. God, so that must of-
3: have grown, like, a whole... yeah. yeah. Yeah, so,
2: generation, right? Yeah, yeah. So in the seventeen twenties and seventeen thirties, Paris and London are the two hotbeds of celebrity culture. That's where celebrities invent it, really, and then it sort of gradually expands out. And then in eighteen hundreds, America gets it. But like my favorite ever celebrity from history is Edmund Keane, who was this incredible Shakespearean actor mm. who was an absolute douchebag. Like he was the worst, the toxic asshole, horrific, <laughs> like the the worst friend, the worst, like constantly cheating on his wife. Um, but he twice toured America. And this was a massive deal. And the second time he went there, the people in Boston tried to kill him uh, because he'd... He'd had a a sex scandal back in London. No way. um, And his friend had tried to shoot him because he'd been sleeping with his friend's wife. And his friend had tried to shoot him. He ran away to America to get away from it. But the Bostonians had already hated him from his first time they'd been there because he'd been a real asshole the first time. So they rushed the stage and tried to murder him. Shut up. Oh, God. What was his routine? What was his stand-up? Shagged your wife? Shagged your wife? So uh, so he's my favourite. He's a Amazing, and his story is incredible. So he's how I begin the book because he he literally has overnight fame, like literally overnight. As in, like Monday morning, so he's a no. viral hit. He's a viral hit mm. in 1814. What? And he, and within a week, people like in London are like, "Who's this guy?" Within a month, he's the most famous man in Europe. That's that's just word of mouth.
3: Yeah. The and newspapers
2: and newspapers yes the power of newspapers oh my lord so the book Nuts. is about like all the different ways that you know i'm trying to sort of explore where celebrity culture comes from right yeah. and and all the ways that celebrity culture can permeate through Economics and through ordinary life, but also how we have ethical conversations about right and wrong, how to raise our kids, yada yada yada. But mm. also, it's just you know, there's lots of fun stories of like completely amazing people from the past who you've never heard of, but who are incredibly famous. But do, kids, do you think they're good for society? So yeah, yeah, yeah I do. I think celebrity culture is generally productive. I think it has a really important place but in it's, a- it's aspirational, I suppose, as well in
3: some sort of ways. Well, it's
2: not just aspirational. It, it helps <laughs> us have these ethical conversations as a society because we unite. Through discussing mutual strangers, right? So there's this thing, you know, parasocial intimacy, where um, you might think you know someone because you've seen them on the TV, and you kind of feel like they're your friend,
3: mm. yeah.
2: But they don't know who you are. You've never met. They look at you and go, but you're like, yeah. You know, yeah so yeah. like, if you sat next to Tom Hanks on a plane, you'd just be like Forrest Gump, and <laughs> yeah, you wouldn't yeah. be, a, you know, you all <laughs> yeah. you'd want to do, it. and he'd yeah. be like, S- who are you? Sorry, <laughs> please leave me alone. I'm trying to <laughs> trying to yeah. have my in-flight meal. Um, and so that's parasocial intimacy. So that's a sort of a, a strange sensation of intimacy with a stranger mm. because we've been-
3: Oh my God. I, I,
2: so I, so
4: I, Russell Brand, I listened, I've listened to his podcast since I was quite young. And so I've listened to them so frequently that you feel so mm-hmm. almost like they feel like your mate. It's a bit yeah, weird. Like right if I, I
2: saw him, in I'd be like, <clears throat> right, "Mate, <laughs>
3: yeah, <laughs> I think I'd yeah, yeah. freak out a little bit." Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah you do.
2: It's, it's quite an odd, an odd thing. And that's what I'm sure many of listeners will probably feel. For both of you, you know, if they bump it in the street, oh, they be yeah. like, "Oh, you know, selfie not, time! Amazing, not, fantastic!" Not
3: happened. Well, yeah, he, he was I'm he was sure hung over in a supermarket, and a guy bought him a bottle of wine because <laughs> <laughs> he didn't no. have his wallet. On him. How low is that? Charitable cause, yeah, fair enough it's oh, yeah. um, a good
2: samaritan. <laughs> but yes, as liberty culture, I think wow. it's a very it's, the thing that people often get wrong. And this is a very very common argument. I hear it all the time. It's this idea of famous of being famous. Yeah. which I'm imagining, no offence, but I'm imagining has been yeah. flung at both of you probably oh, a couple yeah, of times. I, I, d-
4: I worked hard to get where I am. So <laughs> what you're
2: talking about. Sorry. But <laughs> like, it's, it's a line, right? So yeah, it, yeah. It, it, it comes from a, a philosopher in the 1960s who, who sort of came up with that line. Fuck him. He yeah, screwed me in. <laughs> But in fairness, people were already saying it in the 1780s. Oh, God. So there's a book <laughs> in 1780s fuck by him, a guy call it. called So really far back. Yeah. And he was complaining about celebrities who were famous for having no skill, no talent. He doesn't understand why they're famous. So yeah. we've
3: been complained about since the 1700s. Uh, yeah. yeah.
2: <laughs> I do, yeah. So, Still kicking around. Yeah. So people Bye-bye. like,
3: like, have you heard of Casanova?
2: Yeah. 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 Okay, so he desperately wanted to be famous in the 1700s did he? and he tried lo- loads of different routes he tried like being a conversationalist which was a thing you could do it's like a podcaster yeah um he tried being a duelist he ended up as a librarian Shit, is this me he, he, didn't, he, didn't, did. he didn't he didn't
4: try made in chelsea though that's <laughs> the was missing a trick he
2: very yeah. i mean he would have died i mean he absolutely yeah. would have been first on the list to show up and, and be on that he show. would have been on coach trip 100 <laughs> <straight> on <laughs> and carriage trip. <laughs> <laughs> um, but he tried loads of different ways he tried loads of ways to <laughs> be famous and there are lots of people at the time who are like who is this guy what like he's just always at the party trying yeah, to be yeah. famous so he became
3: and famous for just because a, a being casanova
4: famous. is now a, is like a term that you use to sort of well yeah so that's the thing.
2: but he, well, i thought
3: he and, was the person who then slept with those people well so he Famous, he wrote an incredible diary,
2: which is how we know so much about him. And so we have his memoirs, right? So wow. we now know the, that he was of a... The problem like, I think, always think with memoirs is you, they could... Because they're writing themselves. They could just be chatting shit. Fuck, okay. I,
3: I nailed Papillon. today. Yeah, So So he wrote this diary. we have a huge amount of memoirs. Yeah, and- yeah.
2: So his memoirs is extremely famous. He's very controversial. He, he, I mean, yes, he, he slept around a lot. And people often sort of kind of say, oh, what a Casanova. He did some horrific stuff. I won't say it here. No, but-
3: do say it. So go on, set. Um, yeah, well, oh, God.
2: Horrible, horrible abuse of his own family members Oh, God. oh, oh. did he? Yeah, yeah, like really horrible. And I'm not going to like go into it anymore. Oh, go into really, it. <laughs> no, honestly, really, it's not is nice. Is it really horrific? You really can't, nasty. You can't, we can't so, use that term anymore. So when you say someone's a to cas- real Casanova, fuck, it, <gasps> it, careful what you mean by that. Careful what you mean by that. Yeah, he was a nasty piece of work in his Why life.
3: do people do that to their family members? I don't know. I, I, Watch I, out, I, your hand is Not touching.
2: Hands off on that one. It's a horrible, horrible thing. But um, so, yeah, Casanova's a classic, Another would be Kitty Fisher, who was a courtesan in the 18th century. So she was a high-class sex worker who charged for her services. And famously, she was known as the £100 Miss because um, she had slept with a duke, I think it was, and he'd only paid her £100 for her services, which at the time is thousands and thousands of pounds. And she was so outraged, she ate it in a sandwich. She oh ate, my she ate god. the money a, ate the hundred pound note in a sandwich and became known as the hundred pound miss that would have gone oh that would have gone viral on tiktok okay. yeah. <laughs> yeah oh so, my god so it's, it's you know it's the equivalent of someone giving you yeah. like a 50 grand tip and you sort of like flushing it down the lid oh and my going, god this yeah, is this
3: yeah. fascinating okay oh, i want another thing so uh, okay i can do something for hours okay. wait i've got questions no, chef, my turn <laughs> that makes my, me. My turn. okay <laughs> <laughs> what, what, who was is, who's is the most horrific killer Back at, not get because you had you had the um impaler. The, who was Ivan, the Vlad Ivan. Well Vlad the Impaler. And Vlad the oh, no, he and was then,
2: Ivan the Terrible. And then Yvonne the Terrible, yeah. Ivan. Hello.
3: Hello. Ivan. Uh yeah. Ivan Groshny is his yeah, Who was who was the worst? Like who was the worst? you know, Hannibal was pretty bad, wasn't he? What Hannibal of Carthage? That's, that's a, that's well, a, that's you're thinking, a, you're thinking a, of the serial killer. He's in, serial in, in, the, in the, books. He's the one who took all the elephants over? Yeah, Hannibal of Carthage. Yeah, yes. Yeah, yeah. yeah, so, he, yeah. he he cut out his own eyeball, didn't he? Because he couldn't see out of it.
2: Uh, I can't remember about that. I think he might have had a cataract surgery.
3: Not quite the same. <laughs> okay. But so, he, um,
2: he
4: made a soup out of someone's brains.
3: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wait, so he was really horrific back
2: then. Well, in there week. are loads of people. I mean, history is full of horrific violence. And yeah, it is. That's the thing. We're weird,
4: weird, weird breed, aren't we? We just love we're, fucking
2: each other. up. horrible histories is also as a kid show that we we have a lot of fun with this and. Sometimes you have to kind of go is this okay for kids? The, the Casanova episode was especially done. No, we haven't done that. No. But yeah, so uh, Vlad the Impaler famously... What did he, he do? He would, he would
4: sit and eat his food whilst people were impaled in front of him, right? Is that the story
2: it? goes, I can't remember the exact details. So oh, Apologies, God. any historians watching who are like, that's not quite right. I reckon I you think, get done that so many times on Twitter. They're going go, to get oh, you have that, to always, always apologize to the historians.
3: <laughs> Bloody Jenna with his lies again. Jenna, he thinks
2: he's young he's not anymore. <laughs> Why did they give him a voice? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm going to get cancelled now. I think, if I remember rightly, um, Vlad the Impaler is king, I think, of Wallachia. And he was, his defense strategy to protect his kingdom against the um, expanding Ottoman Empire was to try and terrify them. So it's psychological warfare. Yeah. What oh he does God, the worst. is he impales, I think it's something like 20,000 people, yeah. impales oh. them through the rectum oh. on spikes and makes a human fence so that yeah. is <laughs> horrific. the idea being that when the ottomans arrive well, the, they're alive uh, when they did that they passed. presumably and so, oh my lord maybe maybe not but you know horrific right and so the yeah. idea being that when you get to the border you're That's invading you army see. you see a human fence mm. and you go holy fuck if he'll do that to his own people what will he do is, you know, what yeah. will he do to us right let's let's go home
4: So, so it's like, in the, in Harvey. In, like in the movie 300 where they make a wall out of the dead Persians you remember that bit? That's, that's not, that, not and they as push
3: bad. that's nothing as bad what are you talking about oh, I'm no, just making movie. a reference
4: I'm making a sort of more accessible reference I'm sorry right, Jesus, sorry. Jesus. Sorry. yes that film is, is bullshit
2: that's a lot, a lot of lies <laughs> in that film it's lots of nonsense <laughs> no, and, um, I love King Leonidas he's got to be
4: real <laughs>
3: that guy I love it when you say that to a historian they they'll get to say because they know it's bullshit it's like it just annoys me and you've ruined my two biggest, <laughs> like, <laughs> hey, it's a following, which is aliens.
4: Movie. And 300.
2: <laughs> I've, I've done a podcast about it if you want to know the truth. It's, it's you know, it's, it's a fun movie, but yeah, there's a lot, lot of stuff. Those abs there. that they all have. But the abs know. are all CGI, right? They're not, they're not <laughs> oh, real. he has gone that deep. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Jesus.
0: Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer.
1: Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365 day returns.
3: <laughs> okay, do you have a
4: question? As well? I, I have two. Well, yeah. one leads on to the other. Um, We've what, never
3: once in the podcast gone, do you have a I know, I, mean, I know. So like, can we
4: just carry on? <laughs> um, what do you say to kids? Okay, this it's like probably the famous question about history. Why is it useful when they yeah. go, what's the point?
2: Uh, history is, it's, it's everything, right? There have been 108 billion people who have walked our planet. So currently the planet's population is what 7 billion, something like yeah. that. So 108 billion people. So if you think about like all the stories there are in the world right now, there have been 100 billion before us. Mm. Um, and to study history is obviously... Fascinating. You've responded to me saying some stuff and you've gone, oh, that's exciting, that's interesting. So it's, it's a curiosity thing, that's nice. It's also, it can be helpful. It can help us understand who we are. It can yes. help us understand who we want to be as a society. It can help us answer questions about who we want to be, where we want to go, policy questions about right and wrong and should we do this and yes and no. There's also something about the empathy of it. Yeah. To study the past is to understand how other people used to think and they often thought differently to us. They have different mm. mentalities, different ways of perceiving the world, language, time even. And so it can make mm-hmm. you a more sympathetic and empathetic person to study other people mm-hmm. and to allow yourself to think like someone else so that then when you meet someone else who's different
3: to you, you can kind of go, mm. okay, I'm going to try and see it from your point of view. Yeah. So it can be useful in that oh way. Oh, my God. So I just quickly was to say, okay, that's why I've said for so long. I, I so You, you I, didn't say exactly like that. No, you didn't say exactly <laughs> like that. So I... I a bit, i did therapy right and the re- and i did therapy and then what i i continued doing therapy because i like the self-awareness mm-hmm. of understanding how other people think yeah because then when you go into a room and you see someone acts <sighs> that way you, you understand them rather than just realizing you're the only person that exists you become self-aware and it became and i realized what happened to me is i became a nicer person i felt myself becoming nicer because of it yeah and so that's a that's a an ancient thing to study individuals you then automatically become a nicer person. Oh, not for me. I'm a, I'm a bastard, obviously. <laughs> yeah. but you're yeah, you're a real Casanova. Yeah. <laughs> I no, hope not. He really, <laughs> he really is so upset about Casanova.
2: Yeah. <laughs> um, no, yeah, no, absolutely. I, I would argue that studying history should be something that, you know, hopefully it's just an enjoyable thing to do in, in, because it's it's human curiosity. We all like other people's lives. That's why we like gossiping over the garden fence and reading Heat magazine. But mm. I think that it brings many different qualities, you know, the important things in terms of like, you know, Language skills, reading and writing, critical thinking, all of that stuff. Uh, understanding evidence, what to trust what not to trust. These I, are important. I studied skills.
4: history at uni. I thought I should just let. Did that, you? At the
2: end, uh, yeah, yeah. What did you do your dissertation on? Uh,
4: I, Irish immigration to America, and I do not. I do, I His eyes
3: went so wide. there. So I, <laughs> like, it's like, he's back in there going, "Shit, I'm writing about. I don't have any clue." <laughs> so, I, I
4: I loved history, but um, uni you my do, my you like my, my schedule was was very busy, so I kind of I kind of let things go a little bit. In my third year, I was so fucking bad. I we're only supposed to do like one hours of, of lecture a week right. and you're supposed to do 38 hours of reading. So obviously I did no no reading <laughs> and I didn't even go to the hour lectures. I was <laughs> like, what's the fucking point? <laughs> um, so it... <laughs> You had to choose a, a tutor to, to uh, uh, look after your dissertation project and all this type of stuff. And I basically just left it till like literally the last minute and every tutor had been taken. And the only tutor that was left, she's going to hate it, she's listening, uh, only did Irish history, which I knew fuck all about. And I was like, oh, I'll at least try and make it like a little bit more exciting and talk about like emigration to America. I couldn't tell you one thing <laughs> about other than the fact that I know that they went over there. <laughs> <laughs> and they set up some places and
2: so your dissertation is just like I i'm got, pretty sure i was they did i, get I, on I was boats. i
4: was on track for a first the dissertation was so bad that it pulled me down i got like oh. 67
3: you, seven but, but you do but alex what he does is he he loves information <laughs> and things like that and and also i think it's the nicest thing you've ever said no, but you do and you, you're you are you are you're, you you are highly intelligent there you you do you know i'll say something about i don't know hair loss or whatever and you go well it's because you know you have different things which are, and i'm a sponge because i was never i'm not much of a reader mm-hmm. um and but how i learn is from other people and that's why i love getting that information across you know as a historian big question is then where do you stand on religion sorry is that too big oh, oh, i, I need to do, do my second
4: question okay okay
3: sorry because sorry, <laughs>
4: <laughs> it leads on <laughs> okay so talking about the the uses of history um and now looking at Where we are as as a civilization, if you talk about, I guess, the planet, because we're kind of a global civilization. And a lot of people will say that we're kind of heading towards pretty weird, dodgy, dangerous times. Sure. Where can we look at history where there's almost like a mirror as to what was going on and and the collapse? Because a lot of people say that we're now in this period where greed and opulence has become so extreme that we're kind of in that down phase where it's about to, everything's about to sort of fall out its us and we're all going to start right. shagging in the streets sorry, is killing each This Is this
3: an upbeat podcast as well? Yeah. we've
4: spoken about yeah,
3: yeah. pedophilia expect- and
2: uh, <laughs> impaling. I was sorry. expecting <laughs> questions about bums. So this yeah, is... Uh, yeah, yeah, this is
3: great. Um, So <laughs> this is a really good question. Well, yeah, no, because I, I, I...
4: I, I, I you're constantly bombarded today by the negativity of, of where things are headed. And it is quite scary. We've got like- mass No, it is. Corp, corp, sure. Corporatization of everything is kind of fucking up. A lot of stuff and the planet is falling apart. Yeah. Um, so there, there's a famous quote by someone. I can't remember what you'll hopefully know it because I can't remember any Probably word. Probably not. I'm
2: not good at quotes, actually. It's my, one of um, my areas. Yeah.
4: Don't worry, I am. Tell me. <laughs> I can't even remember. Walt
2: Disney.
3: <laughs> <laughs> it
4: was uh, Kendall Jenner. She, uh, she once <laughs> said, <laughs> this latte is especially spicy. <laughs> <laughs> um, but what's the gist of it uh it's basically oh, i can't remember <laughs> this so, is like your dissertation it was, yeah yeah yeah. <laughs> it, was, it was someone writing in the independent or something they'd been to that uh that um spice bay no salt bay guys restaurant oh, yeah. oh they, yeah, yeah they'd sat outside and they basically said that that what was happening in the restaurant was essentially a mirror to like you know this is ridiculous steaks that they're covering in gold and they're charging five grand for it yeah and it's basically just the, the that's always happened how ludicrous it? things have become we're now in a period of, of complete excess. Do you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. Yeah, that's um, an issue. I can't remember what the fucking code is. But, but, but what
3: do you think? Do, you, do Can we look back at a time and go, oh, we're in that area or no? Yes. Yeah, uh, okay. Sorry. sorry. Why you change everyone's opinions? So and why- then once you've done that, can we invert it? <laughs> <laughs> and then can you quickly tell me about Casanova? because I am And then super- do a backflip out the window. <laughs> um,
2: right. So I mean, uh, firstly, I mean, I'm not a historian of everything. Yeah. That's the, that. One of these sort of issues of being a historian. is People always ask you about all history. And it's like I haven't studied all history. My job <laughs> yeah. is to sort of try Go from and start to finish. Yeah. Now. yeah exactly. <laughs> I'm fairly comfortable with most periods, but I'm not a specialist in anything. I think. And also I would say last time I was on a sort of podcast, a comedy podcast about 5 years ago, someone said, "Oh, what's next for the planet?" and I joked, "Plague." And oh, and but it, but, I but now get sent that episode like twice a week. People are like, "Bloody <laughs> Greg Jenner, you, <laughs> yeah, but it's the true." Bastards. But it is a
4: plague. I think he was talking about the actual
2: pandemic. But the pandemic. It, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. It, yeah. So because know. because, <laughs> because they, they historically come around every hundred years. So I, I just knew there was one coming. And Spanish, we Spanish used, flu. Was, we were owed one. Yeah. So sorry, are
3: you serious? Well, they they they
2: they deviate a lot, but yeah, historically you get pandemics
3: very frequently. Spanish flu killed like fifty million. Spanish flu was devastating. Dating. More, more people in the war, wasn't
2: it? Or something crazy. Yeah, yeah. So it's 1919. It was this, oh, out, and it was um, it's horrific because it's specifically targeted the, the healthy. So, <clears throat> so COVID is obviously horrible and horrific. We've lived through it so much, but it obviously it's gone primarily after those who are already vulnerable. When yeah. the Spanish flu hit like people in their. Kind of peak in their prime. Wow! Um, Everyone
4: was rushing down to McDonald's to become unhealthy. Wow! I
2: did
3: not know that about. Yeah, yeah.
2: So it's a really, it was a really odd one, and it was horrible, and yeah, devastating, and and fascinating when you actually look into the history of it. And they did, they did a lot of things we've been doing. They 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 shut down cinemas. They, you know, they quite a lot of the protocols that we've been Mm. using were there in 1920 or whatever. Did they
4: work? Clearly not.
2: Yeah. Sometimes they did. Yeah. And but yeah. There are cyclical loops in history, and in the past, of course, there are. And it's very difficult as a historian to figure out where we're going next because the past is different to the future. Because the future, obviously, there are all these changing variables, right? They've got an expanding population. We've got global warming, which is obviously the existential threat par excellence. We then also, yeah, have the instability in, in the sort of economics of the world where we do have phenomenal imbalances in wealth in terms of like, there are like 10 people in the world who own... Elon uh, Musk made thirty-six billion dollars two days ago. Yeah, yesterday, yeah, yeah. Like he literally in an afternoon went.
3: But his yeah. PayPal Jamie just only went. Only made thirty-five. He was livid. Oh, yeah, but yeah. They, they became a trillion,
2: didn't they? First, car. yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and that is something that is ludicrous. Of course, it is. But mm-hmm. like, it's not totally new. And then again, it's also not like a repeating pattern. You know, there were there was what's called the Gilded Age in America in the sort of eighteen nineties, where we had something similar, where you had people like. Um, the Vanderbilts and, and um, Rockefellers you know who are mm. incredibly wealthy possibly the wealthiest people of all time yeah. when you then do that inflation calculation thing um, and obviously there were incredibly wealthy Romans there were incredibly you know Crassus was mm. a, a wealthy Roman who was said to sort of have ludicrous because Is that wealth. where Crass comes from? I don't know if that's I don't, I don't know that's a good question but he was a slumlord so he was right. an absolute bastard who would wait for people's houses to catch on fire and then he would he had a private fire brigade So there was no real fire brigade. He had his own fire brigade. And he would turn up up and he would say, I will buy your house off you for one tenth of the price. Um... And then he'll put out the fire and then he'll sell it to the next person and become a slumlord to that person. So basically he'd wait for your house to catch fire. I mean, he's actually very clever. It's a, it's a horrifically so efficient so business yeah, model. Yeah. Time's ticking. <laughs> Sign the contract. Yeah, yeah, so so he, he literally would say, I'll give, I'll give you 10% for your house's worth. And they'd be like, but it's on fire. And they'd be like, 5%. And so you, and, and that's how <laughs> he like it. Sounds like
4: a really, really awful game
2: show. Yeah it, yeah, it is. It's sort of like an evil, yeah, an yeah, evil it's game really show. A, an efficient um, business. So yeah, there, are, there have been lots of people through his and Jakob Fugger in the 1500s who was like a banker who was so wealthy again possibly one of the wealthiest of all time mm. he was so rich that he kind of decided the fate of european politics because he appointed the holy Roman emperor he basically was like kind of bribed into sort of like you pay me you pay me i'll support you and ended up choosing who would be the most powerful man in europe mm. so wow. you have these sort of incredibly famous people incredibly rich people throughout history who have obviously wielded enormous power over others and have shaped the tides of, of stuff the problem we have now obviously is global warming where I mean, we have I, to do something you, you drastic you would have, have to thought as it's yeah. this,
4: this existential threat that actually involves all of us it would hopefully become a unifying thing we've now got this problem that we can all fight but i, I feel
3: like we probably won't because we're so <laughs> good just, at being divided and, and i think i think i i i just think that's so interesting to to hear that i think we should we're, our podcast is going green by the is yeah, it? Yeah, we're going, we're yeah. can, can, You're going to recycle me. me. Yeah, You're yeah, going yeah, <laughs> to put yeah. me in the green bin. Thank afterwards. you for your emissions. <laughs> yeah. Okay, but before we end, because Greg, we've taken up far too much. I know I could get, Can we get you on again? Greg? Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is you lovely. I'd nice to on. ask about my ancestor. Go on, okay, If you know on, Mad on,
4: Jack Mitten yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. Magic. He was, he was, yeah. a, he was, a character. Yeah. Are you descended from him? Yeah, so descended.
4: Our, our family. Cause I, I'm, I'm a mitten. So Are we, you? Our family were the mittens of Garth, I think, or of Girth, but <laughs> and um, they were the mittens of something else. But we were the cousins, I think. I, I, I'm not sure. So totally.
3: yeah. So so explaining. So yeah, he's a descendant of Mad Jack Mitten. Who he's, was? He sort
4: of heralded as like one of the sort of great British eccentrics. I think yes. if, if he was alive today, he probably would have been sectioned. Um, but it was also that... it was also that Go in pe- hard on him. It, it was, was a complete <laughs> arsehole. It, it was that period of history where Britain, again, there was this mad opulence where it was like, oh, I want a tiger. They'd fly, They well, fly it in, but they'd ship it. They'd <laughs> fly it in by eagle. <laughs> yeah, that's how opulent it was. A thousand pigeons to <laughs>
2: um, sort of go, <laughs> uh, and the tiger's trying to eat the pigeons. It's like, <laughs> Was, he, was yeah. he a strange guy? Yeah, so Magic Jack Mitten is, uh, again, we have to be sensitive to the possibilities of mental health issues here. But yes, he was renowned for doing pretty weird stunts. <laughs> like, what? like what? He would crash his carriage on purpose.
4: He said "He said to his driver, have you ever crashed? Uh, and yeah. the driver went, no, and he went, yeah, you have now. And they yeah. pulled pulled the reins and they flew the off rains. a ravine or uh, he,
2: he turned it up. He So he basically up a gully and, and flipped it. Yeah. Uh, he would go duck shooting in the winter naked. What a legend. <laughs> so. his,
4: his, uh, his gun that he would go duck shooting was on Antiques Roadshow. Oh, was someone, it? someone sent it to me <laughs> on, uh, on Instagram. Yeah, it was so funny.
2: Yes. Um, he famously, I think, tried to ride a horse upstairs and out a window he, he, he rode
4: it into a restaurant yeah, and then, a, and,
2: or a hotel I think it was yeah maybe. Yeah,
4: the the, fact, the funniest is he bribed everyone of his, his constituents to get into parliament a tenner each was like equivalent to a million quid that was standard in time I, mean, yeah. I think yeah. yeah that's how you got into parliament yeah, yeah right? that was it's and, virus, uh, yeah. and so yeah the, the Rotten virus. so he, uh, he got into parliament obviously was there for 30 minutes I was like well this is fucking shit and never came back I never went back <laughs> so he's just mad so he's He just he, mad. Tur- he turned up to Cambridge I think he went to Cambridge with 6,000 bottles of port or something and no books he didn't get a degree <laughs>
2: yeah there are quite a lot of eccentrics like that and and he's one of the sort of really fun ones, and there there's some there's some really extraordinary people from that period of history who yeah I mean, Lord Byron. Turned up to Cambridge uh, and they had a no dogs rule, so he showed up with a bear.
0: <laughs> that's and Matt Jack
2: Mitten rode into a party <laughs> on a bear. I've yeah. got, I've got, the, I've got a
4: painting of it in my. Uh, yeah, in my uh, that's what? right. Yeah, so no, there, no. there is a
2: sort of golden era of, of slightly sort of kooky British eccentrics. Oh my god! There's,
4: there's a little bit of a revision on British history though, so I'm like, I don't know if I want to be associated with it. <laughs> I,
3: I but, can yeah. we get, can we get you back on? And sure. On back? Yeah. Oh, I'm, I'm not even kidding. You. You, you, I, I, I want to do everything. So many, <laughs> God, so many sure, things. What would you want to do? Marry him? Yeah, I think oh, I do. I, everything I with think you. I think I do. Listen, also, great. You have an amazing podcast. You're dead you. to me, which is on the BBC. It's a BBC podcast. You can get it on all platforms. I yeah, yeah. Think. It's,
2: it's, it's like it's on all the platforms. It's called You're Dead to Me. Yeah, it's and yeah, it's a history it's show where
3: I pair up a top historian with a top comedian, and we have a funny chat about a different historical subject. It is epic. Yeah, right. It's so good. Honestly, it's incredible. So go and listen to that. You're okay. on your, th- how many series? We're on, we're just finishing series four. Yeah, yeah. series four. Yeah it's, yeah, it's amazing. And the one that I like was all about nursery rhymes. And, and Yeah, yeah, fairy tales. Fairy yeah. tales. Yeah, yeah, it was yeah. just, it was so great. And about yeah. how so dark and twisted. Some oh, of they that. are messed up. They're yeah. really messed up. But they're so
2: interesting. Yeah, we try and do a, a, a huge, because a lot of people, I think, when they hear history, they kind of go, oh, it's a bit more no, it's great great in school. Is. So we try and do a bit of everything. We've got one coming up on the history of ice cream soon. We've done the history uh-huh. of high heel shoes. Yeah, yeah, so We've that. done. Um, Uh, Ancient medicine, which is like bonkers. History of chocolate. History of chocolate we did with Richard Osman. Um, We've done the Spartans, the 300 movie Mm. if you want, and the Aztecs and ancient China, medieval China and stuff. But history of football, if you like that. History of like we've done a really fun kind of escape uh, escape artist from the eighteenth century called Jack Shepherd who was amazing at getting out of prison. So ben we, Shepard. Jack <laughs> Shepherd, Jack who who is yeah, and he's he's a phenomenal celebrity as well. So like we've just we've do, we do like done the, the history of misogyny. Jay, you could get Jamie on. <laughs> we did do witch trials, so <laughs> the European witch trials, which was a, a fairly it's been uh, quite a lot of misogyny in that. A lot of shut up, mad.
3: You saw you saw going take a deep breath when you said you were related to Mad Jack. But he went, oh god, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. and he acted really calm. Oh, it is an amazing and also your books everything where can we get your books from is yeah, yeah, Amazon
2: yeah. Amazon Waterstones wherever you like them yeah I've got I've got three books and the new one came out today congrats thank you so it's and it's called Ask a Historian so it, like you guys have been doing you know people ask me questions and I've done my best to answer them with sort of jokes yeah it's fascinating and, and stuff. so yeah it's a really lovely thing where you get to answer people's mm. questions because then you know at least you know then you're not normally I'm slightly nervous that when I write about stuff I'm like do people care
3: oh my god people care but if you get a question if you've from already someone, been us yeah, you've been yeah.
2: there you're like at least one person will buy the book yeah, right. people get <laughs> people and
3: um and you know follow yourself on social media right?
2: yeah, yeah I love twitter I mean I'm on insta too but like follow, twitter you is follow yourself on you can follow you myself follow,
3: yourself. <laughs> follow, follow myself on twitter
4: It's so the one person you yeah, don't like follow <laughs> out of the eleven thousand.
3: it's a weird paper. <laughs> <laughs>
2: follow
3: myself. yeah no
2: twitter is, is where I spend most of my time so come say hi if you want
3: okay honestly it's been an absolute joy and thoroughly, i honestly i, 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 I want you back on so soon so i, I honestly <laughs> if you're free i really want you back on what we normally do at the end of the podcast is ask our list uh, ask our guests to leave us something inspirational but i just want to ask you one question you can do it is um mermaids vampires did they ever exist any of those kind of things werewolves anything like that unicorns anything
2: ah oh god okay so how do i explain this without <laughs> no. disappointing you oh god. <laughs> they have fascinating cultural histories Let's really? put it that way. So they, the mermaids are widely discussed in the 1500s. Werewolves are a big thing in Germany in the medieval period. There, there are stories of people supposedly being attacked by were, weremen. Um, and um, obviously there are sort of... Loch
3: Ness, a, Ness, Bigfoot, anything
2: like that? Bigfoot, I'm not sure, not so sure on. Loch Ness is, is a 19th century, sort of 20th century myth, really. But, you know, that, these things have... They have long histories and long heritages. And unicorns, obviously are already fascinating too. I thought you
4: could say, obviously are real. Oh, they're real. (laughs) No, but for a
2: long time, rhinos were understood to be unicorns because of the horn and so on. And so people sort of understood them as sort of one and the same. Um, And and, so one of the most- Slightly
4: different image riding in on a rhino. (laughs) So the
2: most surprising celebrity in my book, Dead Famous, was Clara the rhino who no in the way. 1740s was a superstar rhino who toured Europe for 14 years and became a fashion icon. So women. He wore, died on the lood and he ate a she, burger. She, 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 yeah, just, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. she weighed two tons and, she, and women had horns on their, on their heads as oh, a fashion statement. Shut up, you And joking. she toured so and people, funny. they could get merch, they could, get, they could like, pose for a painting with her. Like, she was a proper rock star. We,
3: uh, one of the funniest things I've ever seen with my friend uh, Fox, we were walking past and we were looking at all these pictures of safari things and he pointed to one and he went, oh, look. Look at that! That's a that's a rhinosaurus. <laughs> I went, what? I went, look, it's a rhinosaurus. And I went, what? You mean a rhino? And he went, yeah, that dinosaur. <laughs> <laughs> and on that note, ladies and gentlemen, Craig, Jones, thank you so much. See you next week. Thank guys. you. <laughs>